When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one. What's up, Gator Nation? Welcome to the latest Gators Online show. Zach Albaverde and Nick Del Toro here. Hope everybody's week has went well. We're going to be joined by another GO member today as Keith Niebuhr joins the show uh, to give you guys the latest from the recruiting trail. We've got five-star updates. We've got eval period updates. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot to talk about. Of course, uh, Transfer Portal to get into and also uh some speaking tour takeaways uh from our boy nick uh, how you doing my friend good good uh gator gators online was on the road me uh down in south florida you know I, I get to see some family down there and then uh keith has been on the road ever since he got here and Corey was out at img for their spring game um so there's been a ton of updates and uh and of course you know as we'll get to in the last five minutes zach florida's got a big baseball series this week yep Absolutely, uh, winding down. Uh, I think though, obviously, with the with the sweep that they got last weekend, they're going to get a, a another series. I would say uh, in in the ballpark. So, but let's uh, obviously kick off the show with with recruiting, and as we bring in uh, Keith Neaver from Gators Online on three. Keith, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. We'll get this camera thing on my end figured out, man. I'm not super technically savvy here, but everything's good, man. Like you said, we've been out on the road. Checking out recruits. I mean, I'm not an evaluator, so when I go to schools, it's more to learn about the recruitments than to actually watch them. Um, you know, so uh, but it's been productive. Uh, I think the readers have enjoyed it, but we've really tried to learn what we can about recruits uh, and recruitments this mm-hmm. spring, and I, so I think it's been um, it's been good all the way around to get out and meet these people, get that face to face time, and yep. uh, you know, as, as you go back more and more, and you guys know this because you did this before what I do. Uh, the more you go back, the more they start to trust you. You know, when you're meeting sure. the five-star Jeremiah Smith, the, the big receiver for the first time, he doesn't know you from Adam, so he's he's a little cautious. Next time I go down there, you know, uh, to South Florida, they'll know me a little bit better. So that, that's why you really want to get out on the road more and more and more. And then when kids end up picking UF, you've got more resources. You've got uh, – you can pick up the phone and uh, and uh, people around those people, those kids can tell you what's going on at UF. So it's it's very good for us. For our reporting but it's also really good for the reader that's the most important thing oh man some good golf courses down there in south florida too keith yeah i you know honestly <laughs> dade and broward county ain't that great for golf i, I didn't i haven't uh. hit balls in two weeks but uh you know dade's got uh, some but not what you would think obviously uh broward not as many palm beach county that's where it really starts but i like the hilly courses man i like i like uh. that's why i like those road trips to georgia and alabama i think that i think the Hate to say it, but the, the top courses in those states are very competitive with the top the top courses in Florida, obviously. But no, I mean, I, I, we didn't really have time to hit balls. I know you didn't either, probably down there, Nick. It's mm-hmm. it's it's actually a busy time of year, but it's a productive time of year because we're learning stuff every day. That, again, that's the most important thing. Well, and anytime you go to STA, Keith, all you got to do is well, drop Nick's name, and you can get the red carpet treatment. Well, and, and, and that's why I didn't go there this time. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about Nick. You know, and uh, no, I'm kidding, but uh, no, that's true. Nick is a legend down at, at St. Thomas Aquinas. I think it starts with what, uh, 
Michael Irvin, Nick, mm-hmm. and then I think Brian Piccolo after Nick. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they um, didn't name the field after him. Um, I mean, well, it's a big it's a big drop off to get to Piccolo after Nick. There's, obviously, there's a gap. It's it's yeah. Uh, no, but hey, look. I mean, we saw a lot of good players down there. I think Jeremiah Smith's the one that everybody's the mm-hmm. most interested in, and, and the receiver that's committed to Ohio State uh, goes to Shamanad Madonna Prep, you know, just south of the Fort Lauderdale Airport. Uh, but then Chauncey Bowens uh, up in Palm Beach Gardens at, at Benjamin, the Benjamin School. Eric Cresser, yep. former Gator quarterback, is the coach. A lot of intrigue there, and uh, so we'll we'll dive into it. What do you guys want to know? Absolutely. Well, anytime you talk recruiting, fans want to hear you talk about five stars. And and yeah. Keith, you went to go see them this week. You were all over the road and saw numerous five stars, a handful of them to be specific. Uh, let folks know kind of what you learned on the trail. You mentioned Jeremiah Smith. Who are some of the other five stars that you and Corey went to go see and, and kind of where Florida stands with them? Well, I think Corey saw more than me because he was at IMG Academy last night, which would be Wednesday night. Uh, but Jeremiah Smith, obviously the five-star receiver, number two player in the country, number one receiver in the country, committed to the Buckeyes. But he's going to officially visit Florida on June 2nd. Uh, the week before, he's going to be at the big – uh, NIL symposium that on three is sponsoring uh, up in Nashville with his parents. And that's big because DJ Lagway, Florida's five-star quarterback commit will be there. I know they know each other and Nick and I have talked about this. I don't know how close they are. Uh, I didn't really dig into that part of the relationship during this last interview because I had four minutes by the way. And I knew I was going to see him up in Nashville uh, next week. Anyway, so you, you kind of don't want to, you don't want to, get everything out you want sure I, I felt like it'd be more important to ask him about Langway after they spend time together than before uh but look he, he talks up the floor staff uh, likes billy gonzalez the receivers coach loves his track record he could name a bunch of guys that uh that billy gonzalez has coached and ended up making the nfl i mean i didn't have to throw out names he named them uh, seems to like billy napier seems to like the atmosphere and the vibe up in florida but let's Look, let's be honest. When you talk about what what wide receiver you is right now, it's Ohio State, and yes. so he's committed to the Buckeyes. He says, "Hey, look, I'm I'm pretty solid to Ohio State." But so then I said, "Does Florida have a chance? A realistic chance? Shoot me straight. You, if they don't, they don't. That's fine." He says, "They do. Now, we'll see." Now I think what he means is he's going to go in with an open mind to these official visits. Yeah, you know, some sure. other schools are going to get official visits. He's going to Georgia this weekend. Well, they just picked up a five-star QB commit uh, on their own this week, and that's uh, Dylan Riola. So he knows him well. So Georgia's recruiting at an extremely high level, obviously. Uh, he's also going to officially visit Penn State. I think they're way more of a long shot than, than these two schools. But, uh, you know, he's given Florida a chance. That's all you can ask for. I think it's going to be a hard flip at the end of the day. But, you know, guys, with the NIL, <laughs> a lot more things are possible, right? Sure. So mm-hmm. is Florida – Yeah. What, what does the season look like this year? How does yeah. D.J. Ladway play in the fall? Uh, what kind of relationship does Ladway build with him? What kind of relationship does Billy Gonzalez continue to build with him? A lot of unknown variables, or, or we know the variable, we just don't know the uh, the result of the variable yet. And so uh, a lot to shake out. But look, Auburn's got a shot. Uh, five-star at uh, at IMG Academy that Corey Bender saw, David Stone, five-star defensive lineman. He's going to officially visit Florida, we think, June 2nd. So, again, if you get a guy for in for an official visit, you think, hey, you've got a shot as a program. Now, he's from Oklahoma City, and most people see the Sooners as being a big favorite there. We know Michigan State's involved. We know Texas A&M's involved. We know some others are involved. Um, but, you know, he keeps visiting Florida. He, he's giving them a look, okay? That's yeah. what you could – That's look, I mean, that's that's all you can ask for. But we, I think that's a little bit of a long shot, too. 
But Florida seems to be in a better spot with him than they were a month ago. So mm. long shots can become more realistic shots if things keep moving in the right direction for you. So we'll have to see. I mean, uh, you know, uh, let's see when he visits and let's see how that official visit goes. Let's see, I'm trying to think of some other five stars. I saw uh, Josiah Trader, uh, the five-star receiver, who's the teammate of Jeremiah Smith at Chaminade Madonna Prep. Um, Florida's in it. Miami's in it. Florida State's in it. Uh, some other schools, Ohio State. He's going to start taking taking official visits at some point. We think maybe June. He doesn't have any set. Uh, there's some. Uh, he's taking his time on setting official visits. I think there's some stuff going on in his in his personal life that you know that may dictate some of that. Uh, but we, you know, he says Florida's got a chance. Um, people close to him seem to think Florida has a chance. I mean, I know I, I know FSU is certainly in it, and, and then obviously Miami and, and Ohio State, like I said, but. A lot of these are just going to take some time. We're going to know mm-hmm. more after they officially visit. Um, I couldn't say is Florida in his top two or top three. With Jeremiah Smith, probably top three. Uh, with David Stone, it's hard to know if Florida's in his top three. Again, but you're getting official visits. That's that's sure. really the important thing. Uh, what other five stars did I well, see? And Colin, Colin Simmons, Colin obviously. Simmons. He, he, well, he gave some, seen, some props yeah, to Lagway. That's right. We got an interview with him, but he's out in Texas, obviously. Did not see him in person. Again, another one where we think maybe Texas, LSU are probably his top group with A&M, Texas A&M right in that mix too. Um, but we think Florida's probably going to get an official visit. I mean, he says they are. We just don't know when yet. Sure. Um, and DJ Lagway's in his ear, and he said, look, you know, DJ Lagway's recruiting me better than a lot of colleges are. <laughs> so if you're a Florida fan, that's exciting for two reasons. One, because you think he's going to officially visit. And two, yeah. you want to know your quarterback commit is invested in a class and recruiting because – Forget, you know, we know what DJ Lagway says. I'm locked in. We know what people in Florida think. He's locked in. We also know what we're hearing out there, which is, well, you never know, right? Well, well schools aren't going to stop recruiting. That's right. right. And, and two in particular, we've heard uh, Southern Cal and Texas A&M, you know, continue to heavily pursue him. And what have those two schools done well? Uh, NIL, right? And so, you know, it may, you, know you got to be leery of this stuff at all times. I mean, and that's okay. You know why that's okay? Because knowing that Florida knows they can't take the foot off the gas. Yep. So it's probably a good thing for Florida that it's out there that AM is still pursuing them. It's probably a good thing for Florida that USC is probably still pursuing him. That's okay. Uh, look, if a kid doesn't want to beat your school at the end of the day, that's the way it's going to go. I mean, it would just absolutely be heartbreaking for Florida if, if he didn't end up there. But again, right now he's saying all the right things. There's no reason to assume he won't be there. But that said, knowing that these other schools are still still got the foot on the gas with them, uh, that's okay because that means Florida is going to just continually stay on him. But again, if he's recruiting other guys like we hear he is, then he's invested in the class. So, uh, Chauncey Bowens, the four-star running back commit, who Georgia's still heavily pursuing, he told me two days ago, he said, yeah, I talk to DJ all the time, all the commits. We're close. DJ's working on uh, trying to tell him, look, let's go get some receivers. Let's go get some linemen. So – it feels like DJ is invested in things. Again, that's more important to me than uh, the fact that, that Colin Simmons may or may not visit because we know that Florida's got some catching up to do probably with AM, Texas, and, and LSU. But if your QB's out there putting time in, that yep. cannot be a bad thing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Absolutely. And, and, and Nick, you, you know that you know, this is an important time for, for recruiting. And, you know, you've spent time on the trail. I've spent time on the trail. Corey's been out there. This is, you know, Key's first time really getting exposed to this coaching staff and, and kind of how they operate. Uh, yeah. What have been your takeaways from just this evaluation period, some of the UF staff members that you've gotten a chance to interact with at practices and just how they go yeah. about trying to build their board? I think I've run into like, I don't know all that, but <laughs> I think I've run into four or five of the guys. And uh, Sean Spencer was impressive because I got to watch him interact. You know, you're not just watching. Look, this time of year, they can't really talk to the kids while they're at the school. That's that's yep. the rule. You can say hi, but you can't have extended periods of contact with them. And so... Uh, of any length. So really it's about personal interactions you're, you're observing with uh, other coaches, like the high school coaches, with other college coaches that are there. How are they, uh, how do they treat people? And so Sean Spencer, I ran into at the front, and I wrote about this at the front of Orlando Jones, and uh, there were uh, Orlando Jones High School, and there were two ladies that worked up the front. One was a Miami fan, one was an FSU fan. He had some great natural banter with them. It wasn't forced. It wasn't he wasn't awkward. He was rolling with the punches, and they were too. And my guess is when, when he left, he had two new fans, a Florida State fan and a Miami fan, because he's he's so good at these personal – you can make it can make you really see and understand how he's able to connect with recruits because I saw him do it with the lay person, with the average person. Uh, what you don't want out of your coaching staff – I mean, look, you want him to be able to get recruits, but if, if – you want to be able to see them – connecting with other people because to get recruits, you don't just have to connect with the recruit. You got to connect with mom, dad, uncle, Fred, aunt Josephine, grandpa, Lou, you got to connect with people of all walks of life, black, white, Hispanic, everything. And so, you know, so you watch a coach walk into the front of a school and naturally just, just get into a, a, a very good flow of a conversation with two people that he's never met before probably is a good sign. Right. Uh, and so, so that was interesting to see Austin Armstrong, probably a little more quiet, the defensive coordinator, uh, saw him talking to some coaches and, you know, really into the evaluation part. Uh, I've seen, uh, Billy Gonzalez out, the receivers coach. I've seen Rob sale out both videotaping. Uh, we understand that Florida's big into the video. Yeah. So even though, even though you've seen guys on their huddle film, even though you've seen their game film, you know, they're still getting film at practice like TJ Moore. Receiver Tampa Catholic guy seems like a no-brainer take if you're Florida, uh, and he probably is. But they were still videoing him. They want to be able to put all those guys up that they get side by side because sometimes that changes your perspective of things. Yes, yeah. you know, hey, he he's listed at six four, and this guy's listed at six two. And then you put their film side by side. It's like boy, they look like they're the same size. Well, that yeah. changes things. I mean, you know what I mean. So it looks like this is a staff that's trying to get as much information as they can. I've, I've heard some of the coaches talking to the high school coaches. They want to know everything about these kids uh, because they want kids to be a fit off the field as much as they are on the field. Because, look, if a kid is happy somewhere, guys, Zach, you know this, Nick, you know, if they're happy, they're going to play harder. They're going to practice yeah. harder. They're yeah. going to have more invested in the program. What you don't want is a kid that only picks a school because mama wants them there. Because if the kid ain't happy, that changes a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, we all went to school schools and, and you know we got to pick where we wanted to go um and so that you know 
that kind of makes you happier, I think, when you're there. So there's a lot of things you're looking at, but with, with these coaches, just how do they interact with the average person? That's what I'm watching at this time of year. And then what are they doing at practice? And we're seeing them actively like zeroed in. I mean, Billy Gonzalez was not talking to a lot of other, I mean, he was zeroed in on TJ Moore for the 30 to 45 minutes I was at practice. He was supremely focused on, on that receiver target. Uh, Sean Spencer at practice was incredibly focused on DeAndre Robinson and Orlando Jones. But I, again, like I said, I also got to see him interacting, you know, in the coach's office. And, and um, yeah, I think that's a guy. Hey, that you can and see and let me add too, you, you know, Keith, sometimes at, at these practices in schools, sometimes it can turn into a socializing event between coaches oh, and, yeah. you know, you, you don't really get guys that are invested in evaluating kids and they're just kind of making their rounds because they yeah. got to show up at certain high well, schools. Sometimes you already, look, sometimes you already have done your all your evaluations. You're just there for an appearance. But it's the spring, and the spring is the time of year where you're bored. Guys that were here end up here. Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of this going on in the spring. That's why you see new offers going out. You're like, wait a second. Why did Florida offer a three-star defensive back in Florida, last, in Miami well, last year? Well, they saw him, and that's, that's, that's like the spring evaluation period. Well, you know, that three-star may now be ahead of a lot of four-stars on the board. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Kevin Levy is a three-star guy that I've been writing about at Cardinal Newman, coached by Jack Daniels, who's got the best name in, in high school coaching, right? But he also, <laughs> yeah. he also was a walk-on player at Florida back in the day. But Kevin Levy, we, we have as a three-star, and I think, I think maybe everybody has as a three-star – but we hear Florida likes him a lot. We hear FSU likes him a lot and other schools. And he's 6'1", and he's a corner. And he's run a 10-6-2, and he's a corner. Why is he ranked a little low? I don't know. I don't get into that. I really don't. I let our rankings team deal with that. They seem to know what they're doing. I played high school golf, for God's sakes. I'm not some, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not Bill Parcells out here. So I leave that to them. But 6'1", 10.62, Florida, Florida State after a DB in Florida, in South Florida, He's probably pretty good, right? So that's a guy you pay attention to. But, you know, that's a guy you closely evaluate in the spring. And so, uh, yeah, the boards will shift a lot in the spring. They always do. Guys move up. Guys move down. Uh, Eddie Pierre-Louise, an offensive lineman at Tampa Catholic. Well, yeah, they, I thought he was a little chubby at times last year. He didn't look chubby when I saw him a couple weeks ago. And people noticed that. And so maybe he moves up some boards. Now, he's obviously high on Florida's board. So um, it's just a good time for those guys to get out personal interactions, learn about a kid, learn about a kid's academics, um, and uh, yeah, make a good impression at these high schools because a school like Orlando Jones, where I saw Sean Spencer, he's probably going to be going to every year. Elijah Williams, the former Florida running back and then later cornerback, is the head coach there. So make a good impression at the school. Make it so when you start showing up there, everybody's thrilled to see you. Hey, good to see you again, coach. And by the way, those two ladies at the front, you know who knows a lot of people, a lot of, about kids at high schools? Women that work at the, the front, front desk, but not just women that work at the front, but anybody that works in the front office. It's amazing how much they, uh, as a matter of fact, I was at a school in, in uh, Tuscaloosa last week, um, just looking around. I don't think Florida's in the mix with too many guys, but we were at the school and boy, those women up front. And again, I don't want to say just women. It was just women at that school, but it could be guys too. Boy, they knew a lot about the, the top mm -hmm. football players at that school. They knew yeah. everything. Okay. Well, not a bad resource, right? So, yeah, um, you know, they're just trying to learn as much as they can about the kid from as many people as possible. Because again, they can't go in and have a three-hour conversation with the kid this time of year. That's that's prohibited. You're just going to evaluate. On yeah, the but field. there's there's no time limit on that front desk, though. <laughs> What's that? 
I said, there's no time limit on the front desk. Well, listen, you can, I will say this. So uh, when I was hanging out with Eric Crusser, the, I love the name drop, the former Gator quarterback the other day. He said Jabari Chalupa. I mean, Florida is not messing around with Chauncey Bowens. So Georgia is pushing hard for yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Miami's pushing hard to get him on campus. Hippolyte, who used to work in Florida, he's now working in Miami. He's got a good relationship with him. So Florida has to, again, they, they know what's coming. You cannot take your foot off the gas, and I don't think Jabari Jaluk has. And I've heard a lot of good things about him, I have to say. I know a lot of coaches at other schools, too, and they think that guy is an elite recruiter. Okay, oh, He's a dog. I think the record speaks for itself. This isn't me talking. This is coming from other people. Okay, what the hell do I know? I just got here. So uh, he spent a lot of time at Benjamin uh, when he was there. I don't know whether it was last week or the week before. They said he was basically there all day. Okay. Well, that lets your guy know without talking to him. That lets your recruit know you mean business. Okay. No yeah. Business. He, so, um, you know, he, Jabar Jaluk, you know, and Sean Spencer have talked to me about, um, uh, you know about that that recruit uh and um i think they're excited about him chauncey was kind of under the radar for a little while and florida wasn't having to fight people they were one of the first first schools on him um and now it looks like it's gonna be you know a fight to the end but uh you should have you should have asked him about speaking i think he speaks mandarin um oh does he and and, and he's a chess player well it's chauncey bowens yeah well, he's a smart kid, I can tell you that. Let me tell you something yeah. about his family. I, I was going to save this for some notes, but his brother's the D-line coach there. He has another brother that plays at West Point. Uh, his, actually, this was in a story, right? And his dad's a sheriff down there. I mean, that, that, they, don't, they don't mess around. I mean, that family means business. And just interviewing him, I don't know about his character. You don't meet a kid and talk to him for five minutes and know. And that's why I hate when reporters, oh, he's such a great kid, and then, yeah, they say that about Aaron Hernandez too, right? I mean, you don't know a kid, right? <laughs> but I will tell you this. You know what I learned in five minutes from Chauncey Bowens? He, you're right, Nick. He's a smart sucker now. He's a, yeah. he's a, this is a high IQ guy. And I talked to some of his team. I mean, he's popular on his team. These are the things you like, okay? Popular on his team. Plays hard. Highly intelligent. I mean, and then he's really good. And Eric Kresser compared him to Fred Taylor. He said similar build, similar speed. I mean – uh, Nick, I mean, Zach and I grew up with Fred Taylor. I mean, that's, yeah. a, pretty, that's a pretty good guy to be compared to now. Yeah, I'll you know take that I mean? comparison. Yeah, I mean, you hate to, you hate to, those comparisons are hard sometimes because you don't want to put too much pressure on a kid. You know sure. what I mean? But, but Eric, uh, Eric played with Fred, so it's not like he, he you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric, that that, that carries weight. And Eric's doing well, and he, loved, and he loves Florida. I mean, he finished off at Marshall, but that was kind of because – he was with Danny Werfel. I mean, he was barely, you know, Danny was Danny, and Eric needed the reps, and it worked out for both of them, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Chauncey Bowens, you, you, again, George is pushing really hard. He says, hey, I'm I'm 100% committed. And I said, but is Georgia a threat? He said, yeah. I go, wait, he said, you just said, you just said you're 100% committed, <laughs> but Georgia's a threat. Am I hearing this right? He said, yeah. He said, look, I mean, Two-time defending national champs. Of course. Look at look at the running backs Georgia's putting in the NFL right now. But again, like I always say, who's the next Georgia? Who's the next Alabama? Who's the next Clemson? Why can't it be Florida, right? Uh, why can't it be someone else? And so uh, Florida has two stud running backs committed right now. There, there's no question about that. I know they're in it with the five-star running back, sort of, Jared Gibson, who Corey's interviewed down at, at Brayton IMG, who we think Texas is probably the team to beat. But – I mean, to have two elite running backs in the class and still going after a third, 
Um, you know, I think they're doing uh, – look, Florida's doing pretty good on the recruiting trail this year. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, look, there's a lot of pieces to be filled, O-line, D-line still, but uh, linebacker solid, running back solid. I'm not worried about Corey Raymond recruiting. And you got a five, and you got a five-star quarterback committed. So um, it's just going to be: How does the season shape out, or shape out, shake out? And uh, you know, if it doesn't go as planned, does the class dissolve a little bit, or, or are you able to convince kids? Look, you're going to be the class that turns this thing, you know, back yeah. around, and you're going to play early. We're going to have to play early, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, you know, we'll see. But right now, uh, you know, you're, you're hearing a lot of positive things from kids about the staff. I hear a lot of good things about Jay Bateman from these kids. Yeah. Uh, hear a lot of good things about Russ Callen. By the way, if I don't mention a guy, it doesn't mean I'm not hearing good things. It's just, you know, you, you interview kids and they tell you what they tell you in some position groups you don't even get to. But um, tight end I saw last week in Georgia that I really liked, Amir Jackson, a basketball player that's 6'4", 6'5", can really go up and get the ball, and he's pretty well built. and uh, He's super high on Napier and Russ Callen. Here's one more encouraging thing. His coach told me that and his coach is kind of the person running his recruitment uh, because uh, for family reasons. I, I think that's that's somebody this kid, Amir Jackson of Portal, George, can really lean on. So the coach goes with them on all these visits. He says, by far, Florida's were the most in-depth visits. Mm. That's, that's significant. We're yeah. hearing over and over again that people, well, I'll say Chauncey Bowen said this about Billy Napier yesterday. If you can't tell within two minutes of meeting this guy that he's authentic, you know. Yeah. The question obviously is going to be: Is time going to be on these guys' side, and how much patience do schools have? And you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. But what I know is that Billy Napier and his staff are connecting with recruits. Not all; it doesn't work that way. Nobody connects with all of them, but with a lot of them, and they're in it with a lot of them. And. I only followed Florida from afar the last few years. It feels like they're in it with more big-name guys this cycle mm -hmm. yeah. than they have been in a while. Now, again, Corey may be able to answer that more uh, sufficiently than I can, but as somebody that was just following Florida casually. No, sure I, no, you're, you're correct in that assessment okay. for sure. It sure seems like that. Well, you're not going to win all those battles at first. You know, it's funny. I know everybody makes fun of Mike Norvell's uh, – well, I mean, I'm probably not making fun of him anymore, but what was his line? First you lose close. No, first you lose big, then you lose close, then you win close, then you win big. That's sort of applicable to recruiting, too. Mm -hmm. First you're competing against <laughs> first you're competing against UMass, then you start competing with the big boys again, then then you start getting close, then you start winning, and then you really start winning. And it's it doesn't just happen overnight. In some places it does, no doubt about it. Um, it probably happened more overnight at Georgia than it did at Florida, but let's not forget in that state, they don't have two other big dogs to recruit against. Yep. And it's less of a transient state than, than Florida is. And so people, a lot of the kids in this state, a lot of the top recruits, they don't have any ties to Florida. You know, they just don't. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. And so it's a little bit more challenging. And now you've got also you've got Georgia and Alabama able to cherry pick down here. Ohio State and Notre Dame always have been able to cherry pick them. So the competition's a lot more fierce down here. Um, but you can see, it feels like you can see steps being made, right? Yeah. Feels like it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fans may know more than me about that, but... Yeah, but you're also, I mean, uh, Florida, Florida's last, Florida's won the SEC four or the SEC East four times since 2008. Um, the yeah. kids that, that are being recruited right now are, are born in 2009 and 2010. You're not selling, you know, for Florida fans, they remember those trophies and how it felt yeah. when, when Tim Tebow hit, uh, I forget Manny, whatever his name is, in, in the in the or down there in the Dolphin Stadium in the, in the national championship, fans remember that. These guys were in diapers. Um, yeah, you're not selling what Alabama is selling. They have championships. Well, They're still shiny or Georgia. And that UF logo, if you're a diehard fan, it will always feel yeah. like it's this big on your shirt. But to the coaches out there recruiting, I mean, when you ain't winning, it's a tiny yeah. little logo. It ain't, it ain't scarlet the, letter. It ain't the you. It ain't the. It didn't. It didn't. Ain't whatever I'm going on. It isn't the Florida that it was. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's not the Florida it can become again, right? Yeah. And so it's still Florida. It's still a prominent logo. It still means a lot to a lot of people. But just it isn't as strong as it was, you know, a few years ago. Uh, but these guys are working. I mean, look, they're getting a lot of big name kids to visit. Getting a five star quarterback on board early in the class is eye opening to a lot of recruits. They're connecting with them on a personal level. They, it looks like they've done a pretty good job of a really good job of just getting kids to visit. So, you know, um, you think that it's probably going to pay off at some point. Uh, not at some point. That, that makes it sound like they haven't done good work. That, you know what I mean, though. It feels like sure. it's headed in the right direction. Um, but again, it's it's a real challenge. There's no doubt. I mean, the competition's stiff. NIL has just changed a lot of dynamics. And uh, But look, they're in the conversation with a lot. Look, the, what Florida's got eight commitments. I think seven of them are four-star or above right now. And they're mm. in the conversation, in the mix with a lot of dudes. And also, let's not forget, there are guys out there that we're not even mentioning now that, that they're in it with that we just don't know about because they keep things – things get kept quiet. And then also, you circle back to other guys, especially now. With NIL, you can circle back to guys in the fall more than you ever have before. And I saw this at the previous school I covered with Auburn. Sure. They got a new coach in, and next thing you know, they're getting guys that we didn't even think they had a shot with. They flipped the guy from Ohio State. They flipped the guy from FSU. FSU's top recruit, really. And and so it can be done. So I wouldn't rule out guys. There are guys we're not talking about now that all of a sudden they're gonna they're gonna pop up at Florida Field in September. We're like, oh my god, didn't even know they were in it with them. So um, you know, um, there, and, and one more thing, Chauncey Bowen says the recruits are close to each other. That group of, of commits, excuse me, the eight commits are are bonding really well. That's good too. Yeah. I think the most encouraging thing I heard all week, if you're a Florida fan, is that is that like I mentioned earlier, that DJ Lagway seems invested in this class. Now we don't know what the future holds. Um, kids are fickle, right? But he, he seems truly invested in the class, and that's significant. He doesn't seem like he's going to leave the group chat like Jaden Rashada did with the Miami Kids. <laughs> well, you never, like... you know. I think the one thing you learn when you cover recruiting enough, you never say never, right? Um, hmm. But. All you can do is right now, you take the temperature of things right now. And right now, it, it feels like he's locked in. Again, you just, you never know. But uh, it's certainly, you know, that's where things are right now. That's the best way you can put it. That's all you can put it. Uh, it, it I, you know, a few years ago, a newspaper, it might have been the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, kind of did something, how solid are all the, all the Georgia commits. And I, I think we're going to do something similar to that. 
and you put percentages and all that stuff, but you also don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. Sure. A guy may be locked in, but the school may be recruiting above him and they may know mm. things. Well, he, his grades aren't where we want him to be. So we're going to drop him in a month. And so there's all kinds of variables out there. There's the known and there's the unknown. And that's kind of why we all follow it. It's, it's, it's crazy and it's, it's stupid, and, but it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's just, uh, <laughs> it can be stressful for the fans, for the coaches, for the players, for us. Uh, you're just trying to get in journalism. We have what's called the truth gap. You're just trying to, you can, uh, somebody can walk by the three of us and, and you could ask us, what was that person wearing? And we would give three different answers. That's how hard it is to get to the truth gap, right? You're just trying or to close the truth gap. You're just trying to get this close to the, what we think is the truth at all times, but man, it can be hard to get your arms around some of these recruitments. But from what we can tell, Florida is in it with a lot of really, really strong players. And, uh, you know, we've been chronicling most of them. No doubt. We've been following it. Uh, Keith, we're fortunate to have you on to, to cover all of this. Um, and it's still two weeks left in the eval period, so a lot still to come at Gators Online. Let folks know where they can follow you on Twitter and read your work. Yeah, it's just on three, Keith. But, I mean, I'm getting, I mean, at this point, I'm just linking back to the site anyway. I'll start throwing out some opinions one of these days. But, I mean, GatorsOnline.com, that's where everybody needs to go. And we, I mean, we're probably putting up about six to eight recruiting stories a day uh, and, and filling the message boards with a lot of other intel, a lot of, a lot of yep. other things. Maybe it's not a whole story. And something I posted last night, a, co- a 20, 26 QB to watch. Uh, Will Griffin at Tampa Jesuit. Well, he's got some ties to the University of Florida. That's significant. They've already offered him. So we're trying to put information as much as we can on the site right now. Keep people coming back for more hungry. No doubt. And then I, I know you don't like to give away your your uh, future destinations, but any stops or give away the juice. Give away the juice. Yeah, I don't know where. I, you know, I've been on the. I think I've been to twenty four schools in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. Or 23 in the last three. So I may, I don't know. I may do more local stuff next week because I'm getting tired. I mean, my body's sore at the end of these days. <laughs> You're not as young as you were when you covered Florida the last well, time. I wanted to, I've always wanted to hit balls down at the place. And it's in Fort Lauderdale where, uh, the, where uh, it's in something about Mary where Matt Dillon's out there hitting range oh, balls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that driving cool. range is down there. And I've always wanted to do it. I thought I'd have time the other day and I was just, I gotta go. I gotta go relax before I write. Kind of mood after, you know what I mean. And uh, so it's it's not hard work. It's just when you're in your car a lot. It's I mean, how many Iron Maiden songs can one person listen to on a road trip? You know what I mean. I mean, I'm doing a hundred while I'm playing air guitar. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, I, probably more local next week. Probably more local for sure. Well, listen, whenever the eval period gets done, Keith, and you have a chance to catch your breath and breathe before all the summer camps start, we would love a feature on Jack Daniels, the walk-on. I think that's I, I, I a story. Or the Jack whiskey. Daniels, the walk-on, or the whiskey, either one. Maybe both. Not well, for him. He, He's I think he was at Florida. I think it was at Florida in the late 80s, and, man, they had – they were they were going into the probation years, but they still they didn't have the depth. But they still had some bad dudes on those teams, and I'm talking Jarvis Williams. I'm talking Lewis Oliver, guys yeah. that would start guys that would start for Florida right now and would probably could probably beat up everybody on the team right now. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they had some bad dudes on the team back then, and uh, I'm sure he's got some stories. No doubt. Well, we know you got some. We appreciate you sharing them, and uh, we'll have you on a lot. 
throughout the uh, off season as uh, as we continue to cover this this recruiting class. And um, we appreciate the time, Keith. Yeah, y'all take care. See you guys. Absolutely. That's uh, Keith Niebuhr. Make sure you guys give him a follow and uh, appreciate his work at Gators Online. He's been uh, getting a lot of frequent flyer miles <laughs> these, these past couple weeks. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And uh, we're going to uh, switch gears here and uh, talk some Florida football. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Prairie Dental Center. The doctor is a UF grad who's practiced in Gainesville for three decades and developed a deep understanding of how to diagnose and treat various dental problems, along with advanced skills and knowledge to provide more effective and efficient care to his patients. If you're having dental concerns or just need a cleaning, Prairie Dental Center offers a wide range of personalized care options to meet your individual needs. Give their office a call at 352-373-3431. Tell them Gators Online sent you and your new patient exam will be free. And we have just like Keith, been all over the road as well, uh, covering Billy's speaking tour. Uh, Keith's made some stops. Nick has made some stops. We got one more coming up in Gainesville. And um, you you got to go home this week, Nick. I, I know this is probably one of the, the best speaking tours that you get to go to. But um, first of all, talk about that trip and, uh, and how it was down there in Miami. Yeah, uh, any opportunity to go down and see my family? Uh, I mean, shoot, we're uh, we're under fifty days till the wedding, so I'll be seeing a bunch of them. Uh, uh, you know, when the wedding comes around, but get to hang out with mom, dad, see my sister as well. Um, hit up my spot, Cheese Course. If you're looking for a franchise uh, Cheese Course, and you're listening to this, uh, I will open one up here in Gainesville just so I can eat that number seven, the Prosciutto de Parma, um, and then get get down to go see Billy and. Uh, it was raining in that area, you know, down by the airport, that area floods. So I got there early, got to talk with a lot of the people as they were there, as they were trickling in. Um, everyone wants to know about recruiting. Everyone wants to know about NIL. Um, and uh, it was really cool. Um, introduced my dad to Billy and Scott and um, and uh, Osh. PJ Osh was down there flying down with Florida. And uh, they, had a, they had an overnight trip. So I think that was something that was different. Um, then a lot of these speaking tours is, you know, they flew down and had a business meeting for lunch, then had the, um, Gator club meeting. And then there was a, a dinner meeting where I don't think I could afford the plate, uh, hmm. of, 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 uh, you know, the, the cost of attendance, uh, no. for that meeting with, with the boosters they were speaking with down there. Um, so it, it was a, a multifaceted trip for Billy Napier and, uh, for me, it was an opportunity to. I've been to a lot of these things, man. Zach, you, you, you as well. But uh, Ford, this is my fourth different coach since we, I've been covering Florida, and they all have different attitudes uh, towards these speaking tours. And speaking tours change. And I put it in my in my column that came out this morning. Nobody is more beloved than a coach who's O and O, or a coach coming off a national championship. Uh, Billy Napier is neither of those things, but. Still getting a good reception on the road, you know. As the questions do get tougher when when you're coming off of a 
uh, a losing season. Yeah, and and, and obviously, uh, you know, I, I I would think that you know because I haven't been as to as many this year as I were as I went to last year. Um, you know, there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm for Billy, hope. and yes, hope. Um, I think obviously the way that he came off, uh, you know, the first impression that he made on some of these Gator clubs. And, and I thought that that was one of your great takeaways that, that you had. And if, if Florida fans haven't checked it out yet, on Gators Online, uh, published Thursday, three takeaways from Billy Napier's spring speaking tour. And, you know, one of them that you had, Nick, was, you know, taking the temperature in the room, a little temperature check. And, um, you know, wanting to see is that enthusiasm still there? Is, is the pulse changed a little bit? And, surprisingly you know from your perspective it, ha- it really hasn't um mm-hmm. you know they, they still i think you know maybe there's more questions now that they have things that they're looking forward to but in terms of billy i think that there's still a belief and excitement for for who he is as a man what he can do as a coach and that you know they're still they're still willing to be patient um you know i don't know how long that patience will last but i think that they they are maybe willing to to give him some time this year, and obviously year three, um, because of how he comes across in these yeah. Gator clubs and the way that he kind of presents himself and the program. It um, it's 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 always interesting, you know. And I don't know that. Um, I mean, shoot, I, I'm trying to remember. Ned Orgeron like cursed at a, uh, a FSU fan or an LSU fan like on his call-in show. Like they, like these could get contentious, but I think a lot of what happens specifically in person is you're humanized this is someone who i only read about on tv someone who i only um see on or read about on tv read about online or see on tv um and and then you get in and billy talks about his family and he, and he knows the families of recruits and he's talking you know intimately and in detail about the players and their lives. And it's like, okay, this guy knows his team. He cares about these players. You're yeah. going to be judged on wins and losses at the end of the day, but going to these events, um, you know, and getting around the people themselves, it makes them a person, not just that football coach on TV. Yeah. And I also think too, like just some of the, the nuggets that we've had a chance to learn throughout the, the spring speaking tour. Um, just some of the things that, you know, when, when we get to talk to him in a, you know, one-on-one setting at, at some of these places and then at other spots, you know, maybe there's only two or three reporters there. I think one of the very – One-on-one in Miami, Zach. Just me. Just there me and Billy go. hanging out. There we go. That's like the, the third one-on-one that Caters Online's had, uh, one of these speeches. and um, But it's great for us because we obviously get a chance to talk to him um, as he's going through the offseason – as he's dealing with some of the the stuff with the transfer portal, I think a, a very key moment that he had in this speaking tour was when he when he made the stop in Sarasota, and he had a lot of media outlets that showed up to that one, Nick, and 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 you were there, um, or excuse me, we were there, uh, Keith was there, and you know he kind of addressed the transfer portal concerns and complaints and some of the criticisms that that, that were out there. And uh, I think that it was important for him to do that. Um, you think because that if, if not, then that's lingering on. Show. You think that you think that all started on our show with our conversation uh, the week prior? 
I mean, we we were also addressing a lot of complaints that fans had been having. Right. You know, I mean, um, it wasn't like we were the only ones that were talking about it. Um, and I think he, like you said in your story, Nick, his head wasn't in the sand. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we got to, to obviously learn about that. I think that, um, you know, one of the obviously – Things that he said that I, I thought stood out uh, as as we go through this offseason. And one of the biggest storylines is the quarterback competition. Well, when he talked about Graham Mertz having a 145 you know, quarterback rating in a spring game, now weeks removed from it. Uh, talking about Graham Mertz's career starts and how you know there's few quarterbacks that, that have more than him. Um, and then just this week where he talked about how many 4D players that he thinks are going to be on this year's team. And um, that was kind of a cool story to write. But it's just it's just some different content, some different conversations that I, I think maybe allow, allows you to peel back a little bit more about the team and the program uh, in the offseason. Yeah, and, and, and it's always important to see – what the messaging is to the fans um, and, and, you know, Billy is steadfast in his belief in the quarterback room, which I don't share the belief, but listen, I'm not the one making the calls and um, I'm not the one that would lose a million dollar or a $7 million job if, if the call is wrong. So he knows Billy Napier has probably forgotten more football um, than, you know, the, the people covering him know about football so there's a reason why they're the coaches and and we write stories so he's steadfast in his belief in the quarterback room he's steadfast in belief that they have a good football program they're gonna be young in spots and we've covered that um but he's billy napier is not going into the year you know like the espn or um uh the DraftKings projection with five and a half wins and i literally heard a fan telling Billy Napier that I can't believe that Vegas said five and a half wins. And I go back and look at this and um, some of those interactions are really cool. Billy Napier would, would tell you to bet the over on five and a half. So uh, a lot of coaches might feel like that in the spring right now, but um, he has a lot of, a, a lot of confidence in his football program. Now, one guy that's going to be joining that football program, uh, I think as we, as you guys hear this episode, he will be, Moving into um, his next his next uh, place, and that is uh, Lindell Hudson Jr. Uh, from Florida International was committed to South Florida and has since flipped to the Gators following his official visit over the weekend. He was not a guy that we were able to uh, cover on the last episode that we had, um, and you know, kind of a surprise visitor in a way but a, a guy that kind of his offer and his recruitment came together rather quickly. And, you know, once Florida, you know, missed out on one of their targets uh, along the offensive line, they, they kind of turned their attention to Hudson and Nick, you and I both said that we felt like offensive line was a position that they needed to address. Um, we broke this news at Gators online, this flip uh, to Florida. Um, and you had the story, uh, give Gator fans a little bit of background uh, about Lindell and kind of what he's going to bring to this offensive line. Yeah, he's I mean, he's been a starter uh, at FIU, dealt with some back injuries last year, um, kind of dig into uh, some of his PFF grades. And, and I think this is a piece for Florida that gives you depth. I don't know that he comes in and starts um, at tackle. I think you've got Damian George and Keontae Goodwin um, kind of battling for that right tackle spot. 
Um, and, and, and I think one of those, or both of those actually, Zach could probably slide into guard. I think we both expect Richie Leonard to, to start at right guard. Um, and obviously the other tackle spot is Austin Barber. So I think when you look at Hudson, um, it's a guy for me that is a depth piece and a depth take, but after watching, you know, Mike Mizuka get hurt Kingsley deal with some nagging injuries and finally just get, you know, Hey, just take the spring game off. You, you see where the depth is. Yeah. And then um, waits. And then you also Cam waits and Jaylen Cam waits. Cam waits. I mean, Farmer didn't play at all in the spring and Cam waits, obviously at six foot eight, 360 pounds creature. What, what, what is the timeline to come back with a ruptured Achilles? Uh, He's not going to be ready for the season opener. His Achilles holds more weight than mine does. And I haven't been, I haven't been losing weight either, Zach. So like it's, it's what's the timeline for somebody who has a blown Achilles can, well, what time does he get back? And what time is he a hundred percent? And you reported this when the injury happened, you know, according to UF health, that, that full recovery could take nine months. So mm-hmm. he was injured in January. He's not going to be ready August 31st. Um, you know, when August, beginning of August comes, he's going to be seven months removed from his injury. Now, if he was a running back or a cornerback or, um, you know, was a little bit lighter on his feet. Um, it might be a little bit easier. To, he might not need the full nine months. But um, I also don't think that he was necessarily going to start, but he was going to be in the rotation. I mean, he started in the bowl game. and um, But was a guy that was that had moved to guard after playing tackle. So by, by getting Hudson there, you get some depth, like you said, Nick, that I think is important. And um, you know, God forbid, you know, injuries are a part of the game. And, and if they happen at the tackle position, now you've got more pieces there um, that you can turn to. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know that this is a – I don't know that there were many guys in the transfer portal. I think um, – Do you think Josh Simmons, Simmons would have started? I think he would have had a way better chance to start. I think I think that's really the one that you missed um, in, in the transfer portal. And – um, we've, uh, I, I screamed at this, <laughs> at this screen, uh, you well, know, we got a hurt, segment coming up so you could save it, <laughs> maybe hurt some headphone users, but you know, it is what it is with him. Like the, you've got your process, you're sticking to your process and your evaluations. It, Simmons wasn't going to wait. I think Simmons would have been a guy who could have competed for a starting job. I don't think Lindell, um, Hudson does. I think he's more of a depth piece, but it's an important piece that you needed to fill an experienced player who can come in if in a pinch, if someone gets injured or, uh, you know, somebody loses a helmet. Hey, who do we have to go in for a play? Cause somebody lost a helmet. And uh, if you guys ever lose a helmet and uh, got any issues going on or, uh, you know, got, got any head trauma or headaches or whatever the case may be, I uh, want to encourage you guys to go visit rogueshop.com. Uh, any issues, sleeping, chronic pain, anxiety or stress uh, rogue shop sells cbd thc edibles smokables and vapes as well as handcrafted bath salts soaps candles massage oils pain creams and topicals rogue shop is a true small business disabled veteran-owned black-owned woman-owned company they have five employees make all of their products with their own cannabis grown in their manufacturing facility visit rogueshop.com that's r-o-g-u-e shop Dot com. I need to probably try a candle or soap 
I think that's that's next on my uh, on my agenda. You know, the the gummies were good, the cream was good, but um, they got a whole supply. You know, so uh, definitely give them a try. And uh, Nick Antonio Carter decided he wasn't going to give the Gators a try, and um, mm-hmm. you hit the timeline with a Good Morning Zach Albaverde this week. Had to bring up the clip from last week's episode where I touted Florida's evaluation process, or or more specifically, this recruitment as an example of that evaluation process not costing them an opportunity to host a kid. To which you said, well, that was beautifully said, but if he visits Notre Dame and commits, those words sounded good. Well... You spoke that into existence. Oh no 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 no! Don't <laughs> put this on me. I didn't. I didn't speak this hey, into existence. You, 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 you said our other conversation got something else going into existence. So I I mean, who knows? It could have. Um, that doesn't pay. Uh, but that puts me in a good light, uh, not a bad one. So well, uh, <laughs> information I like is true. It is well. Florida fans did not like this information because in addition to Lindell Hudson, uh, Antonio Carter was supposed to visit Florida this weekend. He did not make it to Gainesville after taking a trip to Notre Dame and committing to the Fighting Irish. He also didn't make it to LSU as well. Now, before we give the floor to Nick and he uh, has a chance to tell them that they were they, they were wrong for, for waiting so long um, – LSU waited along the same timeline. Notre Dame offered, I think, maybe two days before Florida. But it could be said that if the Gators jumped on this one, uh, they could have had this in the bag maybe weeks before that Notre Dame offer ever even came. So, Nick, what is your reaction to this recruitment? And and do you think that it's even worth making that much of a big deal about? Because obviously Florida fans were not happy with when this happened. Yeah, I think uh, I think Antonio Carter is a guy that we've competed with, uh, Jadarius Perkins at star. Um, I don't know if he's coming in in the immediate starter. Um, you know, I, I think he would have competed. Um, my thoughts on their evaluations in the portal are clear. Um, I don't think I think it can work in the first half or the first the first transfer window when you've got time. Uh, you've got 45 days. You're going to miss out on guys. There's guys who, um, you know, tampering is illegal. Um, but there's there's teams and schools and guys who enter the portal and they're in the portal for 24 hours. Not uh, even that sometimes. You know, maybe it's just love at first sight. You know, that's what it is. No one's tampering. Uh, just guys look at a school and they go, man, I'd love to go there. I hope a coach texts me. And if he does, I'll commit right away. Maybe that's what's happening. Um and you're going to miss out on some guys by the time you do your evaluation. They might not already know where they're going. Um, when Antonio Carter, when we found out that Antonio Carter had canceled his LSU visit, my first thought wasn't, oh, good. He must just really be in on Florida. It was, ah, he's he's sending out this tweet right under Touchdown Jesus is what he's doing up there in uh, in <laughs> South Bend, Indiana. And and I don't think he's leaving. He's going to be a golden domer. So it is what it is. Yeah, And, and maybe it's part of this second window is it's going to happen because now, you know, it's, it's recruiting and we're ranking guys, you know, the various sites are ranking guys in the transfer portal. And it's, well, FSU is getting all of these top 10 guys. It's like, okay, well, this isn't 
the high school recruiting ranks where you're ranking everybody. These are just, it's what's available. Um, and it'd be like, you know, maybe you're in a situation where, Hey, we're ranking Taco Bell, Del Taco, uh, and, and McDonald's. And it's like, okay, well, we're not, we're not rating Michelin stars here. You know, it's a nice affordable <laughs> meal that gets the job done. But when I see people, we're missing out on top 10, top 10 guys in the portal. It's like, okay, well, the top 10 guy in the portal was the seventh best receiver on his team last year. So yeah, we're not missing out on a, on a embers ribeye. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it might be, it might be, a you know, a, a very muscly piece of meat that was, you know, left over at Winn-Dixie that, that you know, you're arguing about. So I, I don't agree with Florida's evaluation and, and the way that they do things in this two week period. Uh, cause I think it's too slow and it's speed dating. Um, but I also don't know that there were a ton of guys and I keep saying it. I don't know that there were a ton of dudes in this available in this window. You know, Caleb Williams was not in the window. Drake may did not transfer. Grayson McCall did not get in the transfer portal. They're, the guys that I think Florida fans are looking for to make me feel, you know, not me personally, but make them feel that Florida can go from, five to seven wins to nine wins, that guy wasn't in the portal. So you were looking for game-changing help to come in and, and save the program. That Those guys just weren't available. Yeah, and I think the question now, and we got it on our live chat that we do uh, every Wednesday night at Gators Online, a lot of folks wanted to know, hey, what's still left? What's next now for Ford and the transfer portal? They've gotten Lindell Hudson Jr. They've signed R.J. Moten. They've missed on a couple guys. Um, and, and now the dust has settled. The portal is closed. There may be a grad transfer here or there that could enter, but I think nobody that they can count on. So what do you see now as, as where they go from here, Nick? Because they, they've addressed safety. They've addressed offensive line. Do they go wide receiver? Do they go edge? Um, yeah, I think – I think speaking with Billy last night, edge is a position where they felt great. And then Antoine Powell Ryland Jr. left and he wasn't going to start. That was going to be Prince Lee Mumi Ellen. Um, and that's probably why Powell leaves is because, well, I was going to be the starter and you moved the guy over from defensive end. What the heck is happening here? Um, Come on. So uh, in safety is an area where I think they, they're they're just going to be resigned to the fate. They're like, hey, we're going to have to play some freshmen at some point. A freshman is going to have to play here. Um, you get R.J. Moten in, and that gives you a veteran leader who has a potential to start. I think you ticked off two boxes there. Um, but you you're like Jordan Castell, Bryce Thornton, like, hey, you're a you're a twisted ankle from being in a a very quick rotation of guys who are in, and you're just going to be young at that position. I think at tight end, you're just going to be young because Zipperer is out. Um, yeah. Jonathan Odom, what is he going to be like coming back from his knee surgery? Arliss Boardingham's not a true freshman, but very green. Um, yes. Hayden Hayden Hansen, very green um, as a redshirt freshman. So those are two positions you're going to be very young at. Is I just don't think that there's a great option at edge. I tell you so, what, it's a good thing Xander's came back. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you're making friends saying that, but yeah, I that's, mean, yeah. Dante Sanders well, okay. going to be one of your two I mean, starting tight ends. Yeah, otherwise you'd be starting a redshirt freshman. That's not the, two. That's not where you'd be you starting two redshirt freshmen with with zip out, and if Xander's didn't come back, and with zip out, and if Odom's not ready, 
you'd be starting two redshirt freshmen or having two redshirt freshmen in a heavy rotation with Jonathan Odom. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I think obviously they were were probably hoping to get a, a nickel too that that has yes. not materialized. Um, you know, there were some guys. Tried, I think you tried Jaden Hill there, and and I just don't know that. With all of the knee surgeries that he's gone through, I don't know that he is the guy that you want to put inside that's making those super quick cuts. And on defense, you're reactionary. Um, and, and in that spot, playing nickel, you're guarding guys who are six foot four, 240 pounds as tight ends. Um, and you're guarding, you know, five foot 10, 175 pound guys who ran a 10 100 in high school. Uh, you're yeah. guarding a bunch of different guys, and, and and I just didn't. I don't. I think that it was a good thought. Hey, let's see what Jaden Hill can play here, and that way we can get our best five defensive backs on. But I think he's more suited uh, for the outside when you've got, you know, the uh, an extra defender in the sideline helping you there. Now I, I'm gonna put this name on the screen, Nick, and I'm going to let you, our pronunciation expert. Try to say it. I can say the first name, and that's Cameron. Oh, oh, you're on. You're muted. You're muted. Just so this you is, know, this is. No, I said I said it perfectly. What do you mean? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I said it perfectly. You didn't hear it. That's on you. Um, I, if you go to the roster, I'm trying to find him on on you on UL's roster. And and, and um, for for folks who uh, are not uh, watching this and are just listening. Um, <laughs> we, are, we are talking about a former Louisiana defensive back. Um, Tough, first team don't. all Sunbelt, a uh, guy that played for yeah. Billy. He's played every single spot in the secondary. Um, but this past off season in the spring was working as the star for the raging Cajuns. And um, he's five foot eight though. So I'm going to try it. Cam Pedesclu. Pedesclu. Pedesco, that that E A U X, that E A U X. So it might be Pedesco, 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 KP, KP, <laughs> KP. Um, if, if I'm looking at players uh, in, in the portal still left, I mean, you, you got to think that might be the only one that, um, or one of the few, should I say that that maybe could be in the mix, um, but. Again, you know, is he the answer at star? Is he the answer at safety? Again, he's five foot eight, so um, a shorter guy, but you know, gonna have some tough assignments in the SEC playing that star position. But I think probably be more suited to play there than at safety. So, and then at, at wide receiver, uh, Coleman was a guy that they kicked their tires on, but he, you know, never really any traction there, and he's uh, committed to uh, Florida State now, and Zahari Flank. Zahari Franklin is the best wide receiver available in the portal. Um, but don't know if, you know, Hey, and, this, and, is, is he, is he a guy that can't get into Florida? Is there grades there? I don't, I don't know what his situation is. Cause we really haven't heard much about him. I, I heard a lot of Colorado smoke, FSU smoke, um, Ole Miss and, and, and FSU went down to the wire for Keon Coleman. Um, he commits to FSU. I believe that was on Wednesday. So, 
Ole Miss, I would I think would turn their attention. Um, Dion, I don't know how many guys he has on his roster right now. He might be at sixty finally. Um, but well, and he that... just landed Alton McCaskill, who mm-hmm. visited Florida, and I think never heard anything out of that trip. And the writing was on the wall. He saw Florida's running back room was like, "Thanks for the free vacation, but uh, I'm not going to take carries here." Um, so and yeah, I don't think uh... I don't think another running back they'll go after. No, 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 no. You're fine there. Uh, McCaskill was a unique position because he has three years to play. I don't think he stays on campus three years. Running backs, it's not a premium position in the NFL. Unless you're going to be, uh, you know, a first-round pick, If by coming back for a fourth year, you're about getting to your second contract. Now, like, B. John Robinson is is different. Um, I don't know that Montreal Johnson I – would, I would be surprised if Montreal Johnson is a first-round running back next year. So you don't have that fifth year guarantee. You leave. You don't. And the way Florida is going to run the ball this year, too, Zach. Montreal Johnson coming back for his senior year, he could have two hundred carries another, this year. Might put another two hundred carries on his tires. Um, so the the idea at running back is to get to the league and get to your second contract, at, especially at running back, as quickly as possible. Because a lot of running backs aren't getting a third contract, so you need to get to your second to where the real payday is for you. Alton was a guy who would have three years left. So when people were like, you know, uh, I want a quarterback and Billy's like, Hey, here's a, a running back coming on an official visit. You're like, what the heck is it? What is this? What do you mean? Um, he's a guy who would have been the starter next year with ETN. Uh, and that would have been your one too with, with um, Trayon Webb as, as a backup. And, and it probably would have forced Trayon Webb to redshirt this year. Um, and now maybe they just get more out of Trayon Webb as a freshman. Um, but I had no problem with them, despite how deep the running back room is. Had no problem with them um, going after him and, and getting him on a visit. If he wants to come, bring it on. You know, I'm sure yeah. that, that was the staff's attitude. Um, that was Cam but... Carroll's attitude. I'm coming. Yeah, they're they're right. gonna have to see me. Was Cam Carroll's attitude? And he showed in the spring game that he's gonna be in that rotation. Um, and that was uh, that was one of my uh, questions from the mail stack this week. Was uh, where. Florida's running back room ranks in the SEC. So I encourage you guys to go check that out. So uh, we'll wrap up the show as we always do, dedicated to Florida baseball. And uh, shout out to Perry for the for the meme this week. Um, that was that, we got a meme was, this week. Yeah, well, this past this past week oh, okay. from the, from the sweep. Um, little Nick, he brought out little Nick there. Mm. Um, but man, they 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 took care of business at home, and um, now they go on the road against Kentucky um, before we get into postseason play. Nick, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're if you're a Florida Gator baseball fan, I think Gators Online is the place to be. We've got a uh, a community that has shunned Zach uh, from ever stepping foot into the into the press box at Conjure Ballpark. Um, I got bullied into opening our live game threads uh, early, um, and then Florida sweeps Vanderbilt and now guess what the game thread's been open all day long uh their <laughs> baseball fans are superstitious um but it's a really great community uh enjoy uh hanging out with them all season they camp I mean the season really flew by uh and everyone that you know hangs out with me on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in February uh during rain delays and pitching changes in the ninth inning um I have them to thank for that so Florida I put up a story. Uh, it's a premium story, so I'm not going to break it down here, but you can check it out. 
Um, and you can get six months of Gators online for just $29.99, which will take you through most of football season. Um, so I broke down how Florida can win. I had to do math, Zach. So Woo. I had to double, triple, quadruple check my math with doing that. But broke down how Florida can win the SEC. Arkansas, LSU, Florida really competing uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Interestingly enough, Florida, uh, the rain ruined Hurston Waldrop's start on Saturday, but it allows Florida to kind of shuffle things up. So now Hurston Waldrop will throw Thursday night against Kentucky. Brandon Sproat gets his normal week uh, to pitch uh, and, and to get his normal rest, and he'll pitch that Friday night against Kentucky, against Zach Lee. And then you get Jack Caglione, who's coming off, um, in my opinion, the best start of his career. 6.2 innings pitched is a career high. Nine strikeouts, also a career high. And, and Hurston Waldrip looked really good. Um, looked at 10 pitches, sat him up, uh, sat him down in order. So it'll be, a, it'll be a tough series for Florida. Kentucky has only lost, I think, two SEC home games this year. Um, winning at home is tough. Florida swept Vanderbilt, uh, who was number one, the number one team in the SEC heading into the weekend. So Kentucky's um, 15 and 12 in the SEC, batting 300, um, uh, slashing 300, 426, 452. Um, and, and the Wildcats, I think, will have their hands full with Florida, but this is a huge weekend for the Gators. They have an opportunity uh, to win the SEC, something they haven't done since 2018. Um, and, and the most important thing for Florida is getting out of this week healthy. Um, they've had some injury history this year, getting out of this week healthy, and then go to Hoover. Uh, and then next week in Hoover, Gators Online will be there. I'm dragging my dad with me to Hoover, um, so I'm going to enjoy my time there with him. But the next week in Hoover really is going to be about setting your, your, your pitching staff up for regionals. And I think what Florida did last week, in my opinion, Florida has earned a national seed this year. And when we talk about just now, and I talk about how hard it is to win on the road, being a national seed, being able to host a regional and a super regional is huge. It's huge. I, I went, I went out to Lubbock, Texas in 2019, Zach, and watched <laughs> people out there and it didn't end well. So being able to host is huge. And there'll, there'll be some skepticism. Florida's lost the last two regionals they've hosted at home. Um, this is the longest period of time since Kevin O'Sullivan has been here that Florida hasn't been to Omaha. Um, and there's more than 290 teams in division one baseball. Only eight of them get to Omaha. So it tells you the program, the caliber of the program that Kevin O'Sullivan has built. So um, unless Florida, in my opinion, unless Florida gets swept by Kentucky and then loses both of their games um, in, in the SEC tournament in Hoover, I think Florida's done enough to earn uh, a, a top eight seed, which is huge. And, and sweeping Vanderbilt did a lot to uh, a lot to kind of solidify that for me. It did, and it also brought out the memes as well. And I, I want to give an apology to Dan Thompson for uh, DK not giving him the the, the proper credit. I I gave it to to Perry, who I will give his credit his credit as well. But um, it was Dan Thompson who who brought out uh. Little Nicholas on, on the timeline. Yeah, I've known week. Dan. I've known Dan for twelve years. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, so uh, he's he's Dan, got he's got he's got a supply. Dan's got ammo. Uh, yeah. Dan's got a shopper in the car. Dan's got ammo. 
Um, there's lots of young Nick pictures on Facebook. Gators beat writer Nick Del Torre enjoyed watching Florida skate their way to another sweep of That's your baseball picture. team. That's a dope picture. I peaked early, man. Like, well, I got and then, like four years old in that picture or something. And so. then Perry used the, uh, the, I don't know where you are, but you got some goggles on your head. Universal Studios. Those are, okay. um, you have a, you have a young daughter. What are those guys? The little yellow guys with the glasses, the goggles. Oh, the um, minions. Yeah, minions. Okay, that's Something those like are that. the minion classes. Yeah, yeah it's it says, a universal. Uh, thanks to your series L, Gators beat writer Nick Del Torre can see UF UF's baseball path to hosting a super regional more clearly. <laughs> um, I got to get him back on uh, other people. They were hitting up Don. They hit up Jacob Rudner. They hit up you. I I've I've been in the crosshairs uh, for the last two weekends. We need we need to send him at Keith Niebuhr. Yeah, yeah, you gotta give him some pictures of Keith. <laughs> um, well, uh, shout out to a Keith again, appreciate his time and uh, letting us know everything from the recruiting trail, but not all of it. Uh, you'll have to read Gators online to get the full juice. Uh, and as Nick would say, it is worth the squeeze, so uh, make sure you guys check it out. Yeah, and if you're if you're listening to this, this part of the podcast, you see that down there, um, like, subscribe. Um, it does a huge, it really helps us grow and, and, and helps get. Um, you know, our show sent out and recommended to more people. And uh, it costs you free 99 to hit that like and hit that subscribe button. Absolutely. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, as always, we'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see how things go in Lexington. We'll see how things shake out on the recruiting trail. If any uh, new transfers show up on campus, we'll be covering it all at Gators Online. So we'll see you guys next Friday for Nick Del Torre. I'm Zach Alperverde. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.